Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I live here in Colorado and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, April 14th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I'll have the dashboard mute the line, please. Thank you. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter titled The Doctor's Opinion. We're on a page that's labeled XXIX. We're going to read the third line from the top of the page. It says, after they have succumbed to the desire again through two sentences ending with, there is very little hope for his recovery. Today's readers on Team Thursday um, are Lori E., Barb W., Christina L., Martha Z., Lisa B., Marge O and Kathy C. Thanks everybody for your service. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, April 13, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording, 18,834. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Big Book Study recording is 18,835. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine, and we take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. And at A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Lori E. to read the 12 steps. Good morning to you, Lori. Go right ahead. Thank you. This is Lori E., um, compulsive eater from Iowa. Um, Thanks for letting me serve today. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thought through prayer and meditation 
to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting serve. I pass. Thank you, Lori. All right. Up next, we'll have Barb W. read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Barb W. recovering in Illinois. Thank you. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for having me serve. Have a good day. You too, Barb. Thank you. Well, this is how the meeting works. Our meeting is going to focus on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're reading only a paragraph or sometimes a couple of lines from the literature. Then we're going to stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. We do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year. For readers is six months, and there is no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you're going to press star one to unmute, and then once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're resuming our study of the chapter, The Doctor's Opinion. Um, it's actually forward to the first chapter, but in the big book on page XXIX, the third line from the top, we're reading two sentences. So I will now ask Christina L. to begin reading. Go right ahead, Christina. Okay, good morning. This is Christina L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Florida. After they have succumbed to the desire again, as so many do, 
and the phenomenon of craving develops, they pass through the well-known stages of a spree, emerging remorseful, with a firm resolution not to drink again. This is repeated over and over, and unless this person can experience an entire psychic change, there is very little hope of his recovery. So this is one of my most favorite paragraphs in the doctor's opinion. And so I feel incredibly grateful to be able to, to speak on this, um, to speak on this paragraph and especially these lines, because it really brings me back to my, <laughs> my last relapse. Everything, everything seems to bring me back to my last relapse lately. But um, what really uh, struck me was after they had succumbed to the desire again, and, um, you know, there's a lot of things that come up when I succumb to that desire that happen before I even take that first bite or even before I even decide to take that first bite. Um, you know, for me, it was uh, hiding. You know, I would isolate and not speak to um, whether it was my sponsor or uh, my tribe, other people in recovery who might be able to identify that, you know, there's something going on with my disease within me. And um, that was a big, that was a big one for me. That one has been a big one for me because um, I was always afraid of, you know, what people would think, what people would say, um, and quite frankly, you know, that I wasn't going to get what I wanted. And I, I see that now, um, you know, if I've already gotten to that point, then I've already made the decision to, to eat again. And um, usually there's nothing that's going to bypass it except for, you know, an act of God, which um, which I have experienced, and I'm very grateful for that experience. Um, but still, I still ate again eventually. Um, you know, whenever I do succumb and I do take that first bite, you know, I do look at this, these lines as like the, the hands on the clock and it's like a spiral staircase and it's the cycle of addiction. And, you know, I'm not just going down the spiral. I'm not just going around the clock, but I'm going down lower and lower and lower, like down a spiral staircase until I um, am just in the food and that's all I'm doing is just eating and eating and eating. And after that first bite, you know, I will emerge remorseful. I will like swear off. And like my last, my last relapse, you know, I was, I was in a chapel crying. I'm like, God, I didn't mean to do it. I don't know why I did it. I don't know if it was the right thing to do and stuff like that. And um, the next day it was perfectly fine. And that convinced me even more that I was um, cured, that I wasn't a compulsive overeater and that it was okay to take another bite again. But within like three days, like, and that's been my experience is like within three days, you know, I am off and running and there is like no stopping, like no stopping whatsoever. And um, the only thing that will save me is a, an entire psychic change. Um, that's the only hope that I have for recovery. And the only way to get that is first, I have to put the food down. I have to put all the food down before I can even, you know, begin to think about working the steps and getting that spiritual awakening. And um, so grateful for all of you. And with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me be of service. Thank you so much, Christina L. 
So we do value every everyone's experience who is here on the meeting this morning. We do ask that you limit your shares every third day. That way we can hear others' voices. They can all share their experience too. So who would like to share on what was read today? I'll take your first name and the first initial of your last name. Go right ahead. Lane Mary C. Elena Barbara. I heard Teresa C. I heard Elena C. You guys can go back. Thanks, Elena. I heard Elena C. Claire E from UK. I heard Kevin. Claire. Loretta. Lisa N. Did you get four? Let's stop there. Okay. So it was a lot of people this morning. Thanks for your patience. I can only hear so many voices in between the voices. This is who I got. So if I missed you, um, stick around. We're going to take a few more names um, in another, you know, 20 minutes or so. If you'll press star one to mute your phone. Um, I have Teresa, Elena, Kevin, Claire, Loretta, and Lisa. When you come up mm. to 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 pitch, just give me the first initial of your last name and the state in which you're calling so people can find you on the member list. And let's kick it off with Teresa. Go right ahead, Teresa C. Hi, my name is Teresa P., uh, a grateful member of um, Overeaters Anonymous and Recovered and from California. And, uh, you know, it's, I just so desperately need to hear the information and the doctor's opinion because it reveals to me the nature of my disease and I need to hear it over and over and over and because it's so it's such an insidious disease it's only tells me you know it lies to me all the time and and I believe it and that's you know the nature of my disease and the only thing that can overcome that is you know divine intervention and uh, so I'm grateful that, you know, we do have this, I do get to participate in this program of recovery. There's the steps that reveal my delusion to me. I've lived in delusion, you know, so much of my life, almost all my life, actually. And, you know, how do you know when you're in delusion, when you're in delusion all the time? I mean, to me, it's like normal. It's just the doctor's opinion is. I thought, gee, it's a normal thing there. And, you know, and what I get to do today is um, participate more in reality. And it's about putting that food down um, because I picked it up before I can remember. And, you know, it's just, you know, been, you know, part of my coping mechanism for life. And so it's about, you know, because once I pick up the food, you know, that's when, you know, all the stages kick in and it's just the disease you know, mows me down one more time that's, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm not living in reality and I can't stop eating. It's killing me, but I still can't stop eating. And uh, with the, by the grace of God, I, I haven't had to do that for years. Uh, and I, I'm really grateful for that. And and the price that I pay is now, you know, experiencing reality. And sometimes reality is really hard. It's painful. And I did get news yesterday that, you know, it was just, you know, just heartbreaking for me and uh, about, you know, possibly more addiction in the family. And, you know, it was, and it's just like, you know, just like again, and it's like, well, yeah, that's the nature of the disease. You know, it reaches out and, you know, gets everybody it can. And 
And what can I do about it? Well, I can work my program, and that's what I got to do is work the steps, work that 10, 11, 12, one more time. And I didn't have to eat over it. I got to feel the feelings instead, and they were painful. And, you know, and they're still there, and I'm just like, it's just, and what do I get to do is get to go to God, you know, and that's the nice, wonderful thing about the 10th step is that it brings me back to the only source of comfort, true comfort that I have, which is God. And, you know, that doesn't mean it's going to feel good. It just means it gives me, you know, the the the, the way to, to deal with the reality of it and uh, what's going on and to know that, you know, I'm powerless over these things. And what do I get to do? Well, you know, I get to, you know, admit my, my Time, power. Time, please. Thank you. And I'll wrap up with saying is just repeat the process and being of service. So 10, 11, and 12, one more time. Thank you, God. And I pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Teresa P. from California. Elena C., you're up next, followed by Kevin. Good morning. May I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Go right ahead. My name is Elena C. from South Carolina, Greenville, a gratefully recovered compulsive overeater for today. And so I, I do like what we read today a lot. Um, the first uh, phrase um, talks about and reminds me about that food is not a problem. That's not the problem. Um, you know, and but when I put that my alcoholic food in my my um, in my body, uh, the phenomenon of craving keeps kicks in and I cannot stop, you know, and until I read that, I totally blamed myself for what I'm doing. Like what, why on earth my willpower is not good enough, you know, and going diet after diet after diet. And no matter what I did, I just could not conquer that. And, um, but the other sentence talks about an entire psychic change. So only if I have, even if I put a food down, even if I cannot, I don't have my triggering foods in my diet, if I don't have an entire psychic change, there's nothing that I can do because I will go to food again. And, you know, a psychic change I look is gives me the ability to respond to life differently. And it says it, the element in the 12 step that is referred to as a spiritual experience a spiritual awakening, or an in attitude adjustment. All that is required is to take a simple attitude towards a higher power and take action on a few suggestions, action and more action. So <clears throat> a psychic change is a change in my attitude with the help of my higher power that has always been there for me. And, you know, my choice is to turn towards with this simple suggestion in the 12th that and um you know there's always been resistance on my part to take this 12 steps until until it wasn't so my resistance was removed and today i can say that i have a beautiful relationship with my higher power while my attitude is not the best all the time i'm a human being but I can, I can see that now. I can see me. I can see my choices. I can see what I do. And that's huge. And I have, 
actions that I can take to um, to kind of you know get straight on that path, path of having an attitude towards life, you know. But my attitude towards life today is to be joyous and free, and to have gratitude for for the world, for my higher power, for the people in my life with all their defects of character, because I have mine, and I'll never, nobody will ever be perfect. And with that, I'll pass thanks. Thanks so much, Elena C. Up next, we have Kevin. If you'll give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from today, then it will be followed by Chloe. Uh, Good Good morning. Good morning. I'm Kevin uh, O. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I am uh, a new Newcomer to Over Overeaters Anonymous uh, through another fellowship, and um, you know it's been about eight days uh, where I've been looking at this, and and we've been reading the doctor's opinion now uh, each time I come, uh, and I um, I have to admit this is a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. How you read this and you digest it, and you discuss about it, and you you try to really figure it out. Uh, I find exceptionally helpful. Um, uh, I need to be uh, um, spoon fed with this information. Sorry for all of the the food uh, metaphors here, but um, but uh, the thing is, what I'm finding is that I was really introduced to food as my gateway because I remember we grew up pretty impoverished and uh, in order to get the the uh, breads for the for our family my father would bring me to the local bakery outlet and put me in the dumpster to get the uh, day-old bread that they were throwing out so that we would have that bread and pastry to bring home um, and this is something that brought on a great deal of shame for me and uh but at the same time i rewarded that feeling with you know my dad letting me eat all of the ho-hos and twinkies and all of that jazz that i wanted and uh um and i saw that sugar really was a good mood changer for me um and as i grew older i uh you know went into the drugs and the alcohol as well so i've always uh kind of had this weird relationship with with uh um, with with most pleasure granting foods and uh, or beverages and um i like that in this in this sentence i think it was just a sentence about how you know that compulsion really the 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 thought my interpretation of this was that the thought of wanting to have something to drink uh or eat is natural for for myself um but i can through the grace of the fellowship and higher power i can learn that i don't have to actually um do that i can want to do it but it doesn't mean i have to do it i'm not compelled to do it anymore and uh i find that exceedingly liberating uh, in this fellowship and in and the other fellowship, I'm getting it more clearly actually through this fellowship. And, um, and the other th- thing is that I, um, I'm, I'm trying to be, uh, I'm, I'm trying not to beat the hell out of myself, uh, every time that I have something that has a little bit of sugar in it because I, um, Time, please. 
that's where I'm starting. So that's where I'm at. Okay, thank you, and I'll pass with that. Great meeting. Awesome. Thanks, Kevin O. from Florida. He's a newcomer. Welcome. Um, we do have a time where we take newcomers' names, so stay, stick on the line for that. There's a member list on the website, and uh, we're glad you're here digging into the big book. That's why we read it and reread it and reread it. So up next, we have Miss Claire E. followed by Loretta. Go right ahead, Claire. Oh, thank you so much. I like Miss Claire E. My name's Claire E. I'm a compulsive <laughs> eater in the UK. Um, uh, yeah, God, um, I've loved the meetings this week. This is, I think, probably my favourite paragraph of the big book. And um, I was just looking at these particular couple of lines and thinking, you know, succumbing to the desire again. And, you know, yes, the desire for food, definitely. But actually, it's not really the desire for food as such it was the desire for the effect of the food and for me that was ease and comfort as it was described you know it was also an anesthetic I used food a lot as an anesthetic it was my switch off it was my you know I don't care button um and and, and that was the way I, I ate um and I, I, I succumbed to that desire you know again and again um and you know as I've got in my book here it's the mental obsession that gets me to the first bite and it's the physical allergy then that gets me to the 20th you know because as soon as that first bite of food in of course that compulsive bite you know then my physical allergy is triggered and I can't stop myself you know and the sort of well-known stages of the spree and my sponsor got me to write out when I was at this part of the big book the well-known stages of the spree and uh, I related to what people were sharing yesterday on the meeting, actually, as well as that my well-known stage of the spree started before I ever ate the food. It was the decision to eat. It was the knowledge it was coming. It was the excitement around it. It was the ritual around it. Um, you know, the, then it was the consuming it. And then in my case, with um, my, my predominant behavior was bulimia. It was the getting rid of it. Um, and then the remorse, you know, that's sort of the next day or two of beating myself up and, um, you know, this absolute bitter morass of self-pity. It talks about this feeling of hopelessness. And then finally coming to that, right, I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. That's it now. That was, that, I'm, I'm never doing that again. And feeling really, you know, completely, you know, that this remorse and beating myself up and my resolutions was going to do it. And kind of knowing it wasn't, kind of knowing it wasn't, and repeated over and over. And, you know, I've got here revolving door syndrome. You know, it was over and over and over. I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, you know, what was really changed for me the last time I, well, the, the sort of time I, <laughs> since I've been abstinent, is the step one is that step one isn't don't eat, don't eat, don't eat. It's not the resolution not to drink again. You know, that's what, that's what I thought it was. Step one is actually, it is completely inevitable that I will. You know, I will get a little restless and discontent again, and then I'll need the ease and comfort. You know, so the only way that I can tackle this is by having an entire psychic change. And how do I get that? I do that by doing the steps, you know. And um, you know, I've got the psychic I've got here relating to the soul or the mind. I need to have an entire change of my soul and mind in order to be able to abstain from compulsive eating and not need the effect that I was after. And, you know, it was all a complete delusion anyway. I didn't get that effect from food particularly anyway. But that's that's what the mental obsession certainly gave me. Um, so, yeah, very, very grateful to not have to do that revolving door syndrome anymore. And, um, yeah, I'll pass with that. Thanks very much. Excellent. Thanks, Claire E. All right, up next we have Loretta followed by Lisa. Good morning, Loretta. Good morning, Jen the Jen and everybody on the line who, along with my precious God, is saving my life today. This is Loretta H. in North Carolina, and I definitely am a compulsive overeater, and just for today, I am recovered. 
uh, I looked up the word phenomenon, and the phenomenon develops as they pass through the unknown stages of a spree. That was me. And um, it's interesting, phenomenon is not fully understanding. And I always wanted to know why I'm a compulsive overeater. Today, I just have to know I am. And for me, the phenomenon is not the food. I don't get, in fact, it defeats me. My phenomenon of craving, and I love it to this day, is the starving because it gives me power. It gives me power. And that's my where I had to get the psychic change. It's in my head all the time. And it's interesting because um, when I came to OA, which was in 2001, it was the first day that I did an honest day's work. I gave my food to my sponsor and I committed and I said that was what I was going to eat. And that for me was such a psychic change because nobody would ever, ever tell me what to eat. And in fact, she was a nutritionist, but would tell me what to eat or how to eat or whatever because I knew what I was doing was the best way you know, so that I could stay thin. And um, I still, to this day, 21 years later, text my food in every day for that honesty and accountability because that was my first lie as a little girl, trying to get my parents to stop fighting. I would stop eating. And then I would go to the convenience store on the way home with my nickel from the milk and buy candy. And I don't even like sweets. But I was hungry. So OA actually taught Loretta how to eat. But it also gave me the opportunity to find out who God wants me to be. In finding God, I found myself. And that's what the 12 steps do for me. And then with the working them and practicing the principles in all of my affairs, I can also see God's face in you guys. And that's what this is all about. It's a miracle. It's that it's a miracle, and I am just so grateful. And I just went through a really hard time, and I actually had to set my alarm so that I would eat because of what I went through. But I ate, and that was God and this program. I wouldn't have eaten, and I would have been back to square one had I not worked, and God saved me in this program. And with that, I passed. Thanks so much, Loretta from North Carolina. All right, up next we have Lisa. Before you speak, Lisa, if you'll give me just a second, I'm just gonna let people know where we're at today. Uh, we're in the doctor's opinion. We're reading two sentences today, power packed. They're on XXIX in the doctor's opinion. It starts with, um, Let's see, after they have succumbed to the desire again, reading two sentences ending in there is very little hope uh, for his recovery. We're sharing just on those two sentences. So go ahead, Lisa, and then after you, I'll take another list of names. Hey, thanks so much, Jen, for your service this morning. Good morning, everybody. Great shares. Um, yeah, the, the succumbing, I don't want to do that anymore. That's all I ever did was just, give in, give in. And I remember one time I went on a horseback ride and the, the, the horse actually kept stopping to eat every few 
feet and we weren't going anywhere. And the person who was taking us on this ride, my family and I said, Lisa, is that what you do all the time? Is that what you do? You just give in and let, you know, let your, let everybody kind of take advantage or whatever. And I was like, well, I thought about it. Yes, people do that, but it was really me. It was really me succumbing. And I found a way with this program and with God's power not to do that anymore. And this last week I was on a vacation and I didn't have to succumb. I could say to the waiters and the waitresses, this is what I need. This is what I have to do. And there's always kind of this feeling inside me and deep inside that says, oh, don't ask for that. Don't ask for that. And I say, no, I must. And it's not me. It's God. It's saying you must speak up for yourself. You must say what you cannot have so that you don't get sick again. And I was sick. I was a very sick person. I don't want to succumb to that illness. I don't have to either. That's the beauty of it. I don't have to. It's really a choice every single day. And so um, thank you everyone so much for being here and listening and for your shares to come. Have a good day. All right. I think that's Lisa N. from Wisconsin. Am I correct, Lisa? Yes, ma'am, it is. Okay, good. I recognize your voice. It's so good to hear you this morning. All right, Lisa N. Thank from you. Wisconsin. Thanks for sharing with us. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to take another list of names. Who else would like to speak up today and share their Lisa, Barbara, another Lisa, Barbara, E, somebody C, who's the somebody C? Glenn C, I got you, Barbara. Glenn C, Robin C, okay, this is who I have so far. So I have Lisa, Glenn, Barbara, Robin, who else did I miss, please? Janice S. Janice, thanks. Karen W. And Karen W. All right, let's stop there. I think that's what we'll have time for. If we can add somebody at the end, Barbara, we will do so. Everybody, I got Barbara tell me e. the page. I, I'm sure. sure. Into Give the, me just a second. It's sure. okay. Thank All right, you. so this is who I have for the next round. I have Lisa, then Glenn, Barbara E., Robin, Janice S., and Karen W. If we have time for more, I'll take more names. This is where we're reading, before you get started, Lisa, is we're on XXIX at the top of the page. We're just reading two sentences, um, and it starts with after they have succumbed to the desire, going through the end of that paragraph. So go right ahead, Lisa. Give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from today, please. Good morning, Jen. This is Lisa H. I'm calling from Memphis, Tennessee gratefully recovered um, one day at a time. And, you know, <laughs> this, these two sentences um, for me um, as a compulsive overeater, um, if I'm looking at the, at the food, right, versus the alcohol, it is asking me to identify in. Um, did I behave this way? Did I eat this way? Is this what happened to me? And I think as compulsive overeaters, we can say, yes, yes, yes. Um, all, all of these things, I um, succumb. I had to look that up. You know, it says fail to resist um, some negative force. And what is that negative force? That negative force is my thinking. 
um, you know, uh, what I have heard people say is rather than saying relapse, rather than saying flip or whatever, they say uh, they have succumbed to the desire again because the negative force in my thinking is so strong um, that, that that's where I go, right? That, that, that I'm looking Is that background noisy, Lisa? Nope, Lisa, press star one. <clears throat> they muted the lines again for you, so go right ahead. Oh, thank you, Jen. Somebody was somebody mm-hmm. was not muted. Okay. Anyway, I don't know where I was, but um, you know, with with um, with succumb, right? If unless unless I unless I work the steps, unless I have um, this, for me, this daily input of spiritual energy, um, which, which comes through 10, 11, and 12. But I come here to this meeting to get this spiritual nourishment um, that helps me to continue to have this psychic change, continues to help me to move from this negative force, again, which is my thinking, to um, to change, to grow into this recovered person um, that God wants me to be. Um, but, but again, I'm just identifying in because um, this is how I was, right? I was so remorseful every time I went back to the food. I made a firm resolution. I am not going to do this today. Um, but without the steps, without this spiritual nourishment that I get in 10, 11, and 12, without the spiritual nourishment of talking with fellows, of sponsoring, of making outreach calls, of showing up at this meeting, um, that psychic change isn't going to occur. But again, right, I have, I have to do it on a daily basis. I have a 24-hour reprieve. I am never going to be cured of being a compulsive overeater. Um, and that's okay. Um, because God has shown me another way. Um, and I am so grateful for you all. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Lisa H. She's from Tennessee. All right, Glenn C., you're up next, followed by Barbara E. Glenn, press star one to unmute your phone. Hi, I'm sorry about that. My name is Glenn C. I'm a compulsive overeater from Long Island, New York. Thank you for your service, and thank you, Christina, for starting us off. Uh, I'm a newcomer uh, to this program. This is my third day being on your meeting, third day in a row, and hopefully this will be day three of abstinence from compulsive overeating for me. Um, thanks, everybody, for being here. I've really enjoyed this meeting, and I love the format. Um, I've been in recovery for a while uh, in you know, a couple of other programs, and I guess I've had a mental blind spot with respect to practicing these principles in all my affairs in relation to food. I've allowed myself over the years to turn to food um, when I want to feel better, or you know, if I'm feeling sad, or if I want to celebrate something, because my options are limited. <laughs> you know, and this is one of the last things, or it's not the last thing I need to give up, and it's been more difficult for me to control the food um, 
once I gave up caffeine a couple of years ago, I'm also a caffeine addict. So um, I'm recognizing now that the only way I think that I can consistently stay abstinent and have a shot of being happy, joyous, and free in all my affairs um, is to uh, be part of this program. And I'm really excited um, um, that I was introduced to this meeting in this particular format because I love it. I love the big book. And uh, I really like the way uh, the format of this meeting. But I'm just very glad to be here. And um, I think this is helping me. And I'm recognizing that food, just like drinking or doing anything that alters my mind, you know, I'm addicted to. Um, whether it be alcohol, caffeine, nicotine, food, etc. And I need to get real about the fact that um, I need to apply these principles in my eating and not let myself avoid uh, that blind spot. So uh, with that, I'll pass. Uh, thanks again. Awesome. Glenn C. from New York, another newcomer. Welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. Keep coming back. This is what we do. All right, Barbara E., you're up next, followed by Robin. Go ahead, Barbara. Good morning, my fellow people, friends uh, in the tribe. Well, I was born a compulsive overeater. I always ate more than my body needed. And I wanted to be like my little friends, but I couldn't resist the urge, the craving especially against my conscious wishes. I couldn't stop it. I needed that psychic change we talk about in the big book. But at that time, I didn't know what psychic meant, except in terms of psycho, I'd seen that movie. But I did need that change, that alteration in my reaction and how many of the decisions I was making that were tarnished and eroded. And if I could have that, I had it to be changed. I had to change, but I didn't know how to. That phenomena that we talk about, I needed it. And what I needed was a God that I didn't understand, a God that would be with me and help me so that when I was angry, irritated, mad, I didn't throw food at it to make me feel better. I needed that sense of ease and comfort that gave food to me, but it was killing me. It was strangling me by the throat. So today, when I need that food and I feel that craving, I know there are things I can do. I can make a phone call, go to a meeting, call a friend, do a 10-step, because I have that special power today with a capital P, and it's with me, and it gives me the ability to trust and make a choice. There are two doors, one with a hot knob, and we know we, that means fire, danger behind it, and then the door with a cool knob, and that means safety, possibly all those promises that I read about, that we read about in the big book. So of course, I wanted to live. I didn't want to die. So I chose, I chose number two. 
So I will always be a compulsive overeater. I will die one, but I don't have to die because of it. Because I've had this powerful program and the absolute belief that there is something that can save me, can save everyone who's willing. So those three A's, I had to accept, yes, I'm different. And I had to be aware of it. I had to understand it first. And then I had to take action after action every single day because this disease doesn't go away. It's not doing push-ups in the parking lot. It's in the, right within me. And if I go to a vending machine with 99 cents, expecting to get a dollar of club Fine, soda, I won't get it. I need the full dollar. I need you, my fellows, the steps, the tools, everything I can throw at to kill this disease or at least let it know that I've got some powerful friends. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Barbara E. Up next, we have Robin, followed by uh, Janice or Janice S. I'm sorry, I can't read my handwriting. But Robin, can you give me the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from this morning? Yes, hi, this is Robin P., uh, like Peter, and I'm calling from New York City. We live in Costa Rica. Uh, We moved to Costa Rica a year ago, but we're visiting family, so I'm currently in New York City. And I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And... um, I'm just so grateful. I'm not usually on the early morning meeting. I'm usually on the 10 a.m. I'm so grateful for vision. I've been abstinent in vision for six years by God's grace and mercy one day at a time. And uh, we're traveling a lot right now to see family. And I'm so grateful. This is so my rock, you know, um, the fellows and and the book and God. And, um, you know, I, before I came into recovery, when, you know, I heard go eat or, you know, a feeling came up or anything would trigger me. I didn't have a no. I, I just, it was like, take me to your leader. <laughs> and, and now thank God, you know, I, I have, I can travel absolutely. We're on this whirlwind family tour, my mom's 90th birthday in Florida. And then came here to see my aunt. And then we're going to right near Pittsburgh to see my dad for his 95th birthday. And all of this, um, my husband and I are traveling I could never have done this sanely before, especially with all the family dynamics and everything without recovery and uh, without the grace of this program. And, and, um, you know, now if I don't get these thoughts, thank God. Um, But if I did, I have a solution now. I don't, it's no more take me to your leader. I just, I get to go, Oh, that's a food thought and, and reach out to a fellow, reach out to God. And, and see what's going on. You know, when I get to live in steps 10, 11, and 12, I didn't have a solution. Food was my solution. And now I have a solution. And when I'm selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, resentful, or fearful, I have steps 10, 11, and 12. And, um, you know, we are navigating a lot of interesting family dynamics, um, especially with COVID and different people's uh, takes on that. And uh, it's, it's, feels like we're walking through some minefields, but we're doing it. And I'm so grateful to be abstinent today. And 
so grateful for this meeting. God bless you all with a very abstinent, blessed day. Thanks so much. Thank you, Robin P. from Costa Rica. That's probably how you'll find her on the member list. And then we have, is it Janice S. followed by Karen W.? Janice, did I get that right? Yes, this is Janice S. from Tennessee. Thank you. Go good right ahead. Thank you, and good morning. Um, my name is Janice S. from Tennessee. I am a compulsive overeater uh, recovered today. Um, yesterday, I had an appointment with my PCP, my regular doctor, who I've been going to for many years, and I have a great deal of trust in. He he knows everything about me. Medically speaking, he's um, been a very good doctor to me, and I've had some issues um, lately just with feeling really tired, and I went to him to talk about that and um, trying to find out, you know, what's going on and we talked about, you know, what I'm eating. Um, I started with OA and with abstinence on March the 1st of this year. And um, we talked a lot about that. And um, he talked about, you know, what is my overall goal? Was it to to lose weight? Was it just to feel better? Was it about my overall health? You know what 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 is my goal? So I I told him and you know told him a whole lot of words, basically of of my new my newfound way of life through OA, and basically what I said to him in in a lot of words is I said to him, I do not want to succumb to the desire to compulsively overeat again. And when I got through saying all I said in a lot more words than that, what, he looked at me like, who are you and what did you do with Janice? Because now I don't think of it as a diet. I no longer consider myself to be on a diet because it's not about the food. And it's never been about the food. And I'm so grateful that I now know that. Um, it's It's about compulsive overeating. It's about, it was a compound something else before it was overeating and before it was that it was about something else anyway i'm grateful today for this program i'm th- i'm grateful that you were here every morning when i get on this call and i'm i welcome people that are new i remember when it was my first day and my third day and my fifth day and today it's 44 days and it seems like it's gone by really fast so i welcome newcomers especially and thank you all for being here and with that, I'm, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you so much, Janice S. from Tennessee. Keep coming back. It's obviously working because you're working it, sister. All right. Up next, we have Karen W. Karen, you there? Good Good morning. Hi, this is Karen W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Long Island, New York. And I rarely share on the meeting. Um, the first thing that hit me this morning is um, deep gratitude for anybody who has shared about their relapse and how that came about because sometimes I get into such a comfort zone that, hey, you know what, I'm doing really fine and I don't have to do all the things that you have to do. And, uh, you know, the expression that, that, you know, I hear all the time is, you know, do what we did, you know, for recovered people. If I listen to a recovered people, do what, do what you did and I'll get what you got. On the other hand, if I do what 
a, a person who relapsed did, that's what I'm going to get too. And I've gotten a little lazy about making outreach calls. Um, I, in the past three years, maybe I've shared five times on the line, and um, I don't do a whole lot of 10 steps. And something triggered something in me yesterday that said, you better, you better cut it out. You know, you, you just better cut it out. And so I did a 10-step yesterday on something that was the day before. I don't remember. Yes, whatever it was anyway. Just something that was so stupid, but, it, but it's the stupid things that, that I would eat over, I think. And, and then just a quick comment about the reading from yesterday about um, um, that the, the reason we eat is for the effect. And it took me a really long time for me to um, realize, know, own, the fact I thought that I ate because I just thought that that stuff tasted really, really good. I didn't know for a really long time that I put whatever that food was in my mouth and I got a tremendous sense of ease and comfort and all like that. <gasps> and so I am just like everybody else. And it was the ease and comfort. And I don't get a lot of food thoughts at all. And um, I just have to be... I, just, I, just, I can't be just so comfortable. I have to keep working and I have to keep doing all of the things that my recovered fellows, that all of you guys do, um, because I, I don't want to lose what I have, that my life is totally different today from what it was like um, b before, before recovery. So I thank everyone and I'll pass. Awesome. Thank you so much, Karen W. from New York. Uh, I have time for two more minutes. Is there anybody out there who wants to press star one and, and share on these two sentences? Katie, Katie T. Go right. Go ahead, Katie. Thank you. Um, yeah, my name is Katie T. in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and I had been claiming to be recovered for quite some time, and I was. Uh, I'm not right now. I'm in relapse, and um, this morning I had a previous Sponsee call me, guided by God, obviously. And um, just yesterday, I had contacted someone to take me on as a sponsor again. And um, I just started doing the right things. I mean, writing letters to God. And part of what I'm doing now is being honest about my relapse, because uh, I haven't been a voice on this meeting for quite a while. Um, uh, the last person said she wanted to hear from relapsers. Um, I did. I got lazy. I got lazy. I quit working my disciplines, and it had the obvious result. And I somehow still believed that I, somewhere inside of myself, that I could pick up and I could stop picking up. That I had the control. I don't have any control. Somebody earlier um, said something about... Um, oh, my gosh. I wrote it down. Anyway, unless this person can experience an entire psychic change, there's very little hope of his recovery. Um, I'm, I'm willing to devote what I need to, to devote to that entire psychic change. And I just want to tell you guys, please, 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 keep up your disciplines. Keep talking to God. Keep talking to your fellows. Um, I've said before, I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm a poster child for um, what happens when you don't work the program. As, as written, as spoken, as, as it's given to us. And that is really all I have to say for today. I have to encourage everyone to, um, uh, 
just let you know how very, very important this is and that we can do the small things that feed into recovery, even if in a single day we are not recovered or we are not abstinent. We can reach out to other people. We can go to meetings. We can get on this meeting. Um, And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. Thanks for speaking up. That's Katie T. from Greenville, South Carolina. I think we're all here, right? Because uh, we failed to resist um, the force, that thinking. Um, So we need a force and a power greater than ourselves and the psychic change. So if you're here, keep coming back. We read line after line, paragraph after paragraph, and it just keeps sinking in deeper and deeper um, if you're willing to listen and to hear after you put down the food. So welcome to the newcomers. Thanks so much for being on the meeting today. Thanks to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following the closing. Here's the share ID for today. If you want to listen to that awesome meeting again, get your pen and paper. For Thursday, April 14, 2022, the meeting ID, uh, number is 18,842. That's 18842. Okay, we're now going to close with a reading from the big book. We'll flip over to page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Martha Z, please read a vision for you for us. Good morning, Jen and my friends in recovery. This is Martha C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.